Hello and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. We exist to see lives transformed through Jesus and are located in the heart of Surrey, BC, Canada. To find out more, visit us at horizonchurch.ca. We hope this message blesses and inspires you. Uh, we have with us today Henry, Henry Panzer, Johnny Jenkins and Nate Carson. And I'll just give them a moment to introduce themselves and tell a little bit about their family. And uh, we'll go from there. And they're all, as you can tell, they are so confident right now. They're not nervous at all. Uh, probably haven't been sleeping. They're chatterboxes. But uh, thank you for uh, just enjoying this conversation with real guys in our Horizon fam. Hello, everybody. Uh, first of all, I would like to greet everyone who was here. Happy Father's Day. Yeah. It's our day. So I'm Henry Panzer. Uh, I'm a loving husband to my wife for 27 years, Esther. And we have daughters. Uh, my first is Angela, who is 23 years old. My second one is Denise, who's just turned 19 last Monday. And my youngest is uh, Jasmine, who is 14 years old. And uh, two years ago, I also accepted the call to become a foster dad. Wow. So now I have two wonderful foster kids at home. Wow, so you, already, you have three, three of your own and then decided, well, let's go yeah, foster. Yeah, let's go, yeah. We open another space in our hearts to extend wow. and become a father to so the fatherless. Good. Wonderful. And become a foster dad. Wonderful. Thank you, Henry. My name is Johnny. Um, I'm born, I was born in U.S., uh, California in particular, and that's where I met my wife about 23 years ago. Uh, we've been married for about 21 years. Uh, we have three beautiful daughters. Uh, my oldest one, her name is Brooklyn. She's 20 years old. Uh, my middle one is Michaela. She's 14, and my youngest is 11, uh, and her name is Nevaeh, and they are the joy of my life. And I'm glad to be here today just to share my experiences. Uh, my name is Nate. I've been married to my wife, Corrine, for 10 years. We have five children with another one on the way due in November. Um, so the oldest is Odessa, 13, then Holden, 9, Bruce, 7, Edith, 5, and Aria, 2. So those of you that were keeping score at home, Nate is in the lead. <laughs> Six. Wow. He can stay in the lead. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of work. Johnny's a stay in the lead, eh? All right. Here we go. Um, but I want to help them to get a little more at ease because I asked them to like share a, a dad joke. Do you got your dad joke, Henry? Henry's, Henry thinks he has the best one. Here it is. Usually the first one is the best one. The first yeah. one is the best one. <laughs> I want to hear a joke about paper. A joke about paper? Tell yes. us, Henry. Never mind. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Wow. That won't be hard to beat. <laughs> Put your mic up. Okay. How do you make a tissue dance? A tissue dance, Johnny? How? You put a little boogie in it. Now, that was hilarious. <laughs> All of you laughing at home, I know. I liked it. You must be a dad to like him. Um, if you have 13 apples in one hand and 10 oranges in the other, what do you have? Mm. Big hands. Big hands. Big oh. hands. Wow, that's really terrible. I was gonna tell a, I was tell, gonna tell a joke about throwing rocks on the water, but I think I'll skip it. <laughs> okay, we'll just leave it at that. Not everybody got that one. Only the only the dads. So, bright mind. So, <laughs> bright mind. so uh, I know when uh, 24 years ago this August when I became a dad, uh, it was an incredibly emotional experience. Uh, it was a challenging experience. Uh, for me, but I just want to talk about uh, what, what was it like when you first knew that you were going to become a dad? Was you expecting your first 
baby. How was that for you, Henry? Uh, for me, it's my firstborn is three years in the making. Yeah. I was actually expecting to have it on the second year of marriage, but because of some difficulties of bearing birth for my wife, yeah. it's hard for us to get her pregnant. We have to go through medical laboratories and everything, go through fertility pills, I mean, yeah. for two weeks just to give her a boost for the for, for getting to have pregnant. Yeah. So you were, you were trying to have a baby for yeah. a couple years and just yeah, for, it couldn't happen. And then three years wow. came. Actually, it's a good news for us. And then before our third year anniversary, we have, we have the news that she was pregnant. Wonderful. The first 12 weeks was very, very good. It's all like, I'm so excited, ecstatic, yeah. as first, as all we do is first, yeah. first time dad. But after, in the fourth month, uh, we have a sad news. She got infected with a German measles mm. or a rubella virus. Wow. And this case, the doctor recommended us, he has given, he has given us two options. Either we go with the pregnancy and have it and uh, expect a baby that will be born with defects mm. or deficiencies, or we can abort the child wow. and we, wow. we will be worry free. So you've been waiting three years up and to then, this point. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you have a choice, abort the baby, yeah. or the baby will be born with great abnormalities. Yeah. So as Christian, we, we have hope and faith that this baby will become healthy. So I called my pastor after that news, and I, the first word that my pastor told me, if God is going to give you a blessing, brother, he will add no trouble to it. And that, that word holds to my faith. And we continue. And the next six months of pregnancy is a very rough time for us. Like every day, every month, we have prenatals and we are expecting, we are looking. And uh, it's like sleepless nights all throughout for the next six months. And then the time came. The baby was delivered. And all of us is really, really waiting for what will be happening, right? So the doctor told me, Henry, good news. You have a healthy baby, but we have some issues. Like her uncle is not developed. So it's like it's supposed to be a 90 degrees uh, structure, but it's just flipping straight to the, to the feet, right? Mm. So, and then we have to go on, uh, refer to physiotherapy for the next month so that it will be going good. And then we have some uh, undeveloped portion with the skull because one of the effects of uh, general measles sometimes is hydrocephalus. But because God is good, God answers prayer. Mm -hmm. That is really, really mild effects on the baby. Yeah. And now we have, we have a very beautiful 23-year-old daughter. In fact, she's yes. a nurse now, so, isn't yeah, she? She's now working as a frontliner. Wow. <laughs> she's a nurse, yeah. So very, very awesome. challenging yeah, experience. Challenging but experience, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Wow. What a story. <laughs> That's profound. <laughs> you know, and I, and I, when I Put think your about mic up that, a little bit. When I, when I think about that, um, it makes me be grateful for what I went through because I, I didn't have those challenges. So thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, for me, my first child, I, I was a bit naive. I mean, I just, I don't know. It didn't hit me until probably a week or two into it when I'm dealing with all the struggles of having a baby. Um, you know, the sleepless nights, you know, the, this, the anxiety around how am I going to provide for this kid? I mean, it just, it hit me all at once. And it was just 
the magnitude of everything. Like, I am clueless. How, why was I not prepared for this? You know, I should have worked a little harder at being prepared for this, you know, but, you know, God's grace and, and mercy, he got me through it, you know, and I think with each child, I got a little bit better. I'm still a work in progress, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been interesting. So I have no idea what we're doing, right? I, I was clueless. <laughs> it's clueless. clueless. I think I hear I hear your wife saying amen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> she might be in agreement. Same with mine as well. Yeah. I, I'm in the, the same boat with Johnny um, where they, they did happen very easily, and sometimes you do take that for granted where children, they, they just... Your wife is so easily gets pregnant. That's probably why we have uh, six. There's six on the way. <laughs> so um, it was like she got pregnant. Awesome. And nine months or like the next day there was a baby there. And I'm like, okay, like how did this happen so soon? But it's been a whole journey to that point. Yeah. Um, but at, like Johnny, it's like you, you're kind of thrown into the middle of it. And you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. And thankfully, Kareen was a little bit more experienced than I did. And she kind of helped me along in that. Um, but I find like with the more children, you do get a little bit better. You just realize, oh, right. I don't know a lot more of what I'm doing. And I yeah. kind of do depend on a lot of, um, my wife and people around and especially God. And it's like, I need, I need you. I can't provide for all these children. I can't yeah. watch over them everywhere they go. And I can't, I mean, they're your little pieces of your heart walking around. I can't keep them safe That's all good. the time. Like mm-hmm. I would like to just like, like a chicken with her. And, and you as well had the initial, uh, you had the, the beauty of having, when you and Kareen came together, yeah. Kareen already had a wonderful little a little girl in Odie. Yeah, and even and even that, like having um, Odessa and then having another one, and then looking back at my younger self and going, I really jumped into the pool in the deep end and had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and it's been a lot of grace and a lot of um, realizing I've screwed up a lot. I've asked for a lot of forgiveness and made a lot of mistakes but not alone um, brother <laughs> yeah you you keep trying as a dad you keep coming back and keep trying you kind of mentioned yeah. there and i think it's key for life not just for fathering for life lots of other voices speaking into your into your experience so for all of you anybody can answer just who's kind of a role model or maybe there's maybe many that you're looking to as you're trying to figure this thing out because there is no handbook for i'm here's how to be a great dad there aren't, there, there isn't one. Oh, you can get them probably on the internet, some, somebody's opinion on it. But who do you really go to? Who wants to go first? I'll, I'll start with this one. Um, this is not my strongest suit, but asking a lot of questions. My wife encourages me to do this a lot more, and I kind of resist it a little bit. But like talking to Johnny, talking to Henry, talking to yourself and other dads, um, and you pick up little pieces here and there. Um, I remember Ben Kelly telling me, that he takes his kids individually on like a date day or a date night. And he's like, I'm just excited to spend that time with them and get to know them. As an individual. As an individual. I mean, all your children are individuals and they kind of get lumped up in the family, but they all have different aspirations and things they want to do and things they're interested in. And um, I know for myself, like Holden is really interested in cars. So him and I click very well. Bruce is really interested in creative stuff. So I have to kind of go stretch into yourself. his world a little bit more and stretch myself, but I still, it's important as a father to make that effort. So I, I pick up little pieces from the people around me and even, you can even use bad examples sometimes, and I know it's not the best, of yeah. maybe what you don't want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've seen That's some good. negative, yeah. Yeah. yeah, how not to do it. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you, Nate. I mean, 
I don't think there's one particular person that is a role model or that inspires me. Um, there's, there's many people that contribute to uh, me and how I've become a father. Um, the obvious ones are obviously my parents, my in-laws, um, people that are really close to me, even my wife. I mean, um, just watching her, how she interacts with our daughters and, and you know, her commitment to the family inspires me to be a better father because of her standard, yeah. you know. Um, especially you, Pastor Craig. I mean, you have $3, you can relate. You're a few years ahead of me. Yeah. So I'm just, I can anticipate like watching you, okay, this is what's coming down the pipe, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it's real life. things like that. I mean, um, yeah, it, it's just kind of taking it all in from every direction and, and fitting it into your little uh, world and making it work. Being yeah. teachable, gleaning, looking for information, exactly. wherever you can. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Henry? Yeah. For me, because of the situation of my firstborn, we develop a bond with the church member, the church community itself. So we have, we have a Bible study group that is composed of varied ages of parents. So we have 10, 20 years older than us. Yeah. Some are younger. And these experiences help us to, to develop a kind of fatherhood in which stage they are. Like some of them have teenage daughters, teenage girls. Yeah. And us yeah. is going to tell you this, this compose and this help us, help me to develop a certain level of what path I'm going to as a father. And also the, 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 the advices of the pastors, the pastor is himself during this time that keep me yeah. motivated, like yeah. uh, doing for, for it. And that is not a good start for you, yeah. having those experiences as a father. But God is there to help you. And during those times that you are back on your walls, like problems, sufferings, the relevance of having a support group, like a 100%. church community is very important. And, and, and I think that, that Henry brings a good point in all of that, if you flow it together, it's not just a fathering issue. Any area in your life where you want to grow, if you're teachable and you surround yourself with people yeah. that, that you know are committed to you and are committed to the Lord, you are going to increase your chance of success. So this is not just a fathering conversation. It's a life conversation about how can we move our life forward, get together with people. Uh, we will again, uh, but we can do it virtually. And, and when church reopens and to meet in, in person, be a part of those moments to gather together. Because sometimes you receive and other times you give. I think all of us have had times where you've received and, and sometimes where you've given, right? Yeah. So as we just continue on, we just have a couple more questions. Uh, how does faith, we're here, Horizon Church, we believe in the reality of God in our lives. It's not just some, uh, something we, you know, a book we read or whatever. We believe that God actually wants to come into every area of our life, including, including our parenting, our fathering. So where, where does faith impact you or how does it impact you as a dad, as a father? Whoever wants to go yeah, first. I'll go into that. Um... It's, it in fact impacts me in a very big way. Um, to be honest with you, it's my security blanket. Um, I, it, it reassures me that God is in control and that I can do anything with his, his guidance. And if I lean into that, um, because parenting is not easy. It's, it's, it's just full of challenges, ups and downs, and so many unknowns that human cannot actually figure out. I mean, you right. need that supernatural intervention to get through parenting. I mean, I feel like, you know, as a parent, you know, the challenges that come at you, you could take a worldly approach 
and maybe overcome those those challenges, some of them, but there comes a time where you you can't do it. You can't do it any further, and that's when you have to rely on the Holy Spirit and on God to, you know, lead you into those times, and, and it's worked well for me, you know? I mean, there's times where I'll be on my knees. I just don't have the answers. I don't know what to do, and God will, he might not give me the answer, but he'll give me that comfort yeah. that it's all right, you know, and that gets me I'm through it. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank you, John. You go ahead. Yeah, man. yeah, for me, Father is a gift, and God has chosen us to this profession, mm. to being a dad. And um, I have read in Philippians 1, 6 that says, if God has started a work in you, he is faithful it. and He'll just finish to finish it to the end. That word has always been in my heart, even though how much problems and how, how the things going out, we are always, I'm looking because of my faith, I'm looking on the good side of everything. Good. Because if God has given me these things, He's faithful and just to help me yes, to survive yes. these things. Because fatherhood is very, very hard. It's complicated yes. and all this time. It's okay when they're still small. And yeah. yeah, it's okay. It's always cute babies and everything, but they didn't <laughs> go up. The struggles and stress is also going up. And then yeah. if you have three, you have times three of the, the struggles and things. But God is always in our side. Right. As father, he is almost father. Everything that he has in, entrusted in us is always been for the help and the support for all Amen. of the fathers. Amen. He who began. Thank you. Thanks. And I'll say one more thing. Yeah. I, I find as, as my kids get older, I need God even more. You know, like you say, when they're younger, you could get away with a lot of things, you know, but as you get older, they start questioning you. It's like, wait a minute, I got to think a little bit more and I got to rely on God a little bit more to answer these questions because, you know, they're, they're developing into adults, you know, yeah. and just telling them, you know, to do it or just because I said so doesn't work doesn't anymore. Yeah. You know, when so. they first when they started to ask why, why questions that they think are, <laughs> it changes you know, everything. everything yeah. right? How about for you, Nate? Uh, I, I like the points that um, Johnny and Henry bring up. They're very good. Um, it's, it's almost like a secret weapon you have mm, in your fatherhood. It's, it's a tough job, as they said. It's very easy to screw up, um, but to do it well is tough. And yes. it's almost like you have a hockey team and Jesus and Holy Spirit are like the sixth player on the ice that nobody knows about. Nice. And they give you insights to your children. <laughs> uh, you've made a mistake with one of them, and, it, and automatically it's like, you need to go make that right. Right. Um, yeah. So I find yeah. it, and even praying about them, even even kind of when they start growing up and changing, um, you you need more of that insight. You need more of that, okay, are they challenging my authority as a dad or are they just growing into a person that is discovering the world and kind of seeing it through mm. their yeah. lenses? And is it against me or are they just kind of, you know, searching out who they are. I, I love um, that, this, the, you know, the secret player that nobody, and really that's, that's who God is. And, and even the Bible talks about God give, telling us secrets yeah. uh, because each of our kids are absolute individual. You think you get version 1996 in my case down and then you have 1998 comes around and she's totally different and my bag of tricks that work for her doesn't work <laughs> for her. And then then this other one, I threw everything away and had to learn yeah, a whole new that, way as well. And that's the thing. I mean, you have three daughters, each of you, or five, and they're, they're part of you and your wife, but so uniquely different that, I mean, you don't know them as well as God knows them. Yeah. You know them, but, like, he knows the amount of hairs on their head. And I can't, I couldn't stay up all night to count all the hairs on their head. Um, <laughs> so he knows that the little intricacies of who they are and why they do what they do and, yeah. and yeah. 
And I think you bring that around again, is that no matter what is happening in your life, the reality is that the Holy Spirit is there to help us. If you have a business problem, you have a secret weapon, which is to go to the Holy Spirit. If you're having a marriage issue, you have a secret weapon, which is to go to God and say, God, help me to use Henry's scripture. He who began a good work will be faithful to complete it. So what they're talking about, the principles of life, is how you live life. It's how you move forward in life. This faith that we talk about as followers of Jesus is living. He's active. God's working in our world in ways that we don't understand. But it starts with, you said it, I sometimes on my knees. I've got to be on my knees. I'm praying and asking God to help me in all of us saying, God, help. We need help. Because none of us, look around, guys. None of us are smart enough by ourselves. Yeah. Look, right? More now than ever. I mean, look at the world. I mean, everything that's going on. I mean, how do you navigate all that? How do you you know, explain that to your kids, what's going on, yeah. and, and, you know, find that balance. It's, it's difficult. You have no choice. I feel like I have no choice but to trust in God and lean into God because I, I don't have the answers. Yeah. You, have, you, have, you have to give way for the generation gap. Yeah. Forty years ago, it's different from that we have yes. today. Yeah. So we have, we have to face the challenges of outsmarting the kids, but they always outsmart <laughs> us <laughs> the way that we don't know some but, things, that they, there's some stuff that they're doing. Yeah, but, but only the help is coming only from God. Hundred percent. Our help comes from the Lord. Because they're checking everything we say against the internet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. I can't say I told you so. Uh, just one. What's your biggest joy of being a dad? That's kind of where we're going to end. You. You want to start? Or? No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I'll go ahead. Um, <clears throat> with little kids, it's right now like all of them running to the door to say hi to you. Mm. That's nice. Um, and even with Odessa, who's getting older, it's, it's learning where she's interested in. I mean, learning where your kids are growing up and what they're interested in doing and what peaks um, their, or what, what grabs their mind and, and what they want to do in life. Um, and just doing family things. We have like a, a movie night every Saturday and then watching them get excited about that stuff. Those yeah. are little things that, and also the I love you, daddy. Really? Yeah. 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 And the snuggles. I still get to enjoy, enjoy the snuggles. He's got a right list. Yeah. I hope, yeah. I hope Kareen, you're taking this list for the kids so that they know exactly what he's talking about. He wants snuggles. He wants people greeting him at the door. Uh, all that kind of stuff. She does a very good job of making sure that it happens. Good. Wonderful. Awesome. Um, what brings me joy? I think seeing their relationship with God develop um, and knowing that my wife and I were part of that, we, we kind of st- put that little seed in them to, you know, seek out God and have a personal relationship. And now to see it just evolve into this, this beautiful thing where, you know, they, they go to God with their problems, not just their parents, but they go to God with their problems. They trust in God and rely on him. Um, it, it's just, it, it is really profound because, you know, my upbringing was a little bit different and, and it had its challenges. And I, I strive to kind of be better. I think all parents like that. You know, you want to do better than your own upbringing, you know. And, I, and I, now I'm starting to see the fruit, the sacrifices we did and the things that we instilled in our kids, yeah, coming to fruition. And it's just, it's just amazing, especially when they start questioning me on things. It makes me start thinking and looking up things in the Bible like, wow, that's a good question. That's, that's great, you know. So just seeing that, I love seeing it. Seeing the reality it, of yeah, it. Yeah, the reality of it. Good. Yeah, the same as Janet told you. Uh, as they develop their own personal relationship with God, as they see them praying and worshiping God, it's a joy to us mm-hmm. fathers that they are following our footsteps, of our faith to our Lord Jesus Christ. 
And at the same time, all of us fathers have all the dreams to our kids. Mm. But God is not concerned with the dreams that we have, but He has concern with His purpose of each of these individual lives. So, see, as I so see them... Can I just... You said we, we have dreams, dreams, yeah, but that's not as important as what God yeah, has God for their life. Yeah, God is just not concerned with the dreams that we have for our kids. He is always concerned for His purpose. For right, His purpose kids, is yeah. good. Mm, so, and we... Really we it's, it's, it's a joy to see that these kids are just doing to see yeah. these purposes in their lives slowly with slowly and we can see them molded into the path that God has, wants them to do. That's really good. That's good. That's good. I just want to close out with kind of one final thought and it's uh, because around father and fatherless, at the beginning I said God is a father to the fatherless. And one of the greatest expressions that we see as God as Father is in Matthew 3, 16 and 17, where Jesus was being baptized. And it says that as soon as Jesus was baptized, he came up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was open and he saw the Spirit of God descending on him like a dove. And, and a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. And this is what I've discovered through life, that every one of us need to hear, first of all, the affirmation and voice of God over our life. Because as you saw in the video at the beginning, us as, heavenly fa as natural fathers, we can make mistakes, we can, we can blow it, we can hurt our kids. Maybe you've experienced that. Maybe you've had a great father. But at the end of the day, we only have one perfect father. And he says this, that this is, this is what the father spoke. He said, this is my son. My identity is not based on my upbringing. My identity is not based on my experience. My identity is not based on my culture. My identity is based on that I am a son or you are a daughter of God yeah. and that he sees you and knows you and believes in you, has a purpose for your life and says who he loves. And the beautiful thing is that God loves us before any of us ever loved him. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That God sent Jesus who, to show his greatest expression of love, he sent Jesus to reconcile us to him as a father. And it says, with, with whom I am well pleased. Before Jesus did anything, the father was pleased with him. God's uh, love for us is not conditioned upon our behavior. God's love for us is not conditioned upon how, how well we do things because Lord knows we blow it regularly. But we can rest in this, that God looks at us and our identity is, this is my son, this is my daughter, whom I love, and he is pleased with us, not because of what we've done, but because of what Jesus has done and, and forgiven us and brought us close to God. And so... As we've talked today, I want to speak to two groups as we kind of close out, actually three. The first is maybe you've never had a great experience with your father. Maybe you have. The important thing, though, is to establish that God is your father and Jesus makes a way to reconcile you to God. Jesus makes a way to cause you to come close to the Father. And it's as simple as these seven little words, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And you have might have felt like you're always on the outside looking in, that you have always felt like you, uh, I've never come to know the purpose for my life. I, there's a sin issue. You know you're not right with God. But because of Jesus, you can be made right with God. And it starts with this, just praying from your heart, these seven little words, God, be merciful to me, 
me a sinner. And on our repentance, the Bible says that we are passed from death to life. We, we who were once outsiders become insiders. We were outside of the family of God, and we've been brought into the family of God. So if that's you, and you've been saying, God, where are you? Begin your journey today. Begin to see the, the fruitfulness of your life just absolutely change by beginning a relationship with God. We're going to pray for that in a moment. The second one we're going to pray for is those of you that are still processing the pain of your upbringing. But I know this, that forgiveness is the key that sets you free. Forgiveness is the key that sets you free. Whatever's gone on in your life, whatever painful thing, that you, there's some things you'll never be able to change, but God can begin to change your future as you walk forward in forgiveness, as you walk forward as hard as it might be. Forgiveness is not saying that what happened was okay. It's simply saying that I forgive it and I invite Jesus to come in and begin to heal me and begin to set forward onto a new path. My past does not determine my future. When I come to God, God begins to determine my future. God begins to to set me on a new path. God begins to write a new picture in my, fu- uh, in my future. That's what God can do. And so some of you right now are being challenged and saying, I can't let it go. Let it go and begin to say, God, I, for- I forgive my dad. I forgive that father figure. I forgive that one who let me down. And I'm going to invite you to begin to heal every area of my heart where there's been brokenness, where there's been lack, where there's been uh, things that I can't fix. I look to you. And finally, I'm going to pray for all dads uh, because I want to pray in this time right now, more than ever, we need our dads to be their dads. And I'm not just talking about physical dads, even guys like Henry who are being dads to fatherless ones in the foster care system. Those of you that are, maybe you've never had children of your own, but you're being a spiritual dad to other people. Maybe you've been a stepdad. Maybe you're a a mom who has no dad figure in your kid's life and you're being forced into that role in a way. So I'm going to pray for each and every one of those. So number one, if you're giving your life to Jesus today, it's a simple thing. God be merciful to me, a sinner. We're going to pray for those that are working through difficult situations and finally praying for all our dads. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for the men and women right now, wherever they're listening from, that they would say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner, that they would receive the love of God, that the that God who is rich in mercy and abounding in love, Lord, as we repent and turn to you, you bring us from outsiders to insiders. You bring us as alone ones. You bring us into the family of God. And Father, right now, as men and women right now are making their lives right with God. Lord, I thank you that they will direct message us or they'll let us know or they'll let the family friend that maybe that shared this stream with them. But Lord, I thank you that right now angels are rejoicing because people are turning to God. Father, I also pray for those of us that might have experienced painful things from our fathers or father figures. Lord, I pray that as we forgive right now, as we forgive right now, Father, thank you that you're doing a work right now. Forgiveness is being released, Lord. We forgive father figures. We forgive our fathers. We forgive authority figures that have sinned against us. We release them to you and say, your kingdom come, your will be done. Father, I thank you that our past will not determine our future, that no matter what's gone on, maybe our dads did their best, but Lord, we know that you're the perfect father and we invite you into our story and let forgiveness be the key that sets us free. Let this moment of forgiveness forever change the momentum of our life. And as well, we pray for all the fathers, Lord, stepdads, 
We pray for those with blended families. We pray for those that are spiritual dads. We pray for those, Lord, that are um, have lost their fathers. We pray for those that are fathering right now. Lord, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, have your way. Lord, we pray a blessing over fathers. We pray a blessing over fatherlessness, Lord, those that are uh, feeling alone. We pray for be- blessing for fathers that, like uh, every one of us on this panel today, that say, God, we need your help. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Lord, I pray the blessing of God over the those that are listening, Lord, those that will listen. In the name of Jesus, uh, we pray. Amen and amen. amen. So wherever you're at, make sure if you made a decision for Jesus, you let a friend know, or you go on to horizonfam.ca, click connect. Wherever you're at, if you, uh, whether you're in Princeton or you're here, you're around the world, we pray that you would have a great Father's Day today. God bless you. And, oh, if you're uh, in Surrey, uh, you're uh, from 1230 to 3. We're going to have some giveaways for dads. Pile dad in the car, or maybe you'll let dad go by himself. I don't know, but it's going to be a great time. We hope to see you there. God bless. Have a great week. We hope you enjoyed this message from Horizon Church. To find your next step, visit horizonfam.ca. Have a great week.